This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit simplemobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at simplemobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Find the entertainment you love with Contour TV and Contour Stream Player. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. Good morning, Honey Hole Hangout. You're late, glued to your phone. I thought that went a little longer. (laughs) I was like, we're going to hear parts of the song we've never heard before. (laughs) We're going to hear the lyrics. Well, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout, guys. We're glad you're listening with us. We have an awesome guest today, Pat Kellner. Yep, that's right. Has joined us. What do you do, Pat? So in fly fishing. In fly fishing. What do I do? Um, I, I guess I can start out by saying I don't fly fish enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get a fly fish like I, I, I like to. I stop that. Like, I don't fly <laughs> fish. I don't fly fish. It's all fake. Uh, so, no. so, so what do I do? Um, I, I guess I, I, I run the Texas Freshwater Fly Fishing Facebook page um, and the little website that goes with it and, and – that's 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 about what it is. The whole goal is to kind of promote freshwater fly fishing in Texas, and uh, you know we got we got a lot here to enjoy that that people are starting to realize that we have, but uh, they didn't really used to. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm so at. So where can people find all this stuff? We'll just get it out on the line now. Get so if people are listening and they're like, "Oh, I want to go check it out," where where can they find all of your yeah. website and Facebook? So page and so the website is just TexasFreshwaterFlyFishing.com. Um, you can go there. There's links to the Facebook page and all that stuff there. Um, or if you're just on Facebook, you can uh, kind of search for. Uh, Texas freshwater fly fishing and the group should pop up. It's it's grown pretty good. Do yeah. you have a requirement for entry? Like people have to answer a couple questions. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, so I get requests to join the group all the time, constantly, um, and I'd say most people who try to join the group I don't allow in because they don't answer the questions. So I try to monitor that group as good as I can um, to keep all the spammers out and people who just aren't going to contribute it all out. Um, so, yeah, be sure you answer the questions when you try to join the group. Now, I, I don't think I'm a part of it, mainly because I'm not, not on, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> but if I joined... That's one requirement, yeah. Could, <laughs> if I joined, could I sell, like, gas station knives on the webpage? <laughs> you know how many gas station knives requests uh, people put in there every day? No. The, answer, the quick answer is no. Um, now, if you're selling something me actually cool, you specifically, are you making them or are you buying them from a gas station? No, I'm buying from Texaco with wood tip. Can we share the profits? Yes. <laughs> All right, then yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wood tip supplies on. I'm just the middleman. <laughs> the wholesaler. The wholesaler. Um, do you, um, man, I forgot what I was going to ask. I just lost it. 
Do can Cliff, people I sell? I thought you just sold wolf shirts. You're selling gas station <laughs> knives now. It, it's it's a developing business. No, time out. You you did you just talked about the knives. You're selling wolf shirts because we can do that. <laughs> we're selling we're selling wolf shirts and uh, men's bikini saw underwear with wolf imprints. <laughs> I'd, I'd, ha- I'd have to I'd have to see it first. Have to see it first. Okay. <laughs> 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 hey, the neighbor's looking. <laughs> hey, Miss Johnson. <laughs> um, so can people sell on the page, or do you have, like, an associated page for selling? Because I know there's, like, Hill Country fly fishing resale pages and other stuff like that out yeah, there. Yeah, there are those other pages. I typically don't mind if people are selling on the page. It, it doesn't bother me. Um, I think it could help the person who's selling out. I think it can help the people who want to buy it out. But if it's something ridiculous and it's not even related to Texas fly fishing, right. then I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we'll leave that as a little teaser, and then we'll come back around, Pat, and ask you more about the page um, when we get back to your interview. Um, so let's go in right into our whiskey review, which Pat brought some whiskeys. Oh, yeah. For us to try. What are we drinking first? So uh, the first we're drinking is is very old Barton. It's the 100 proof. You got to make sure you get the 100 proof. Now, I think they have an 86. And the very no, old, not it, just the old. It's got to be very old. Now, what that means, uh, it's probably like two years, three years, maybe. I don't know. It's, not, <laughs> it's not very it's, What's the matter? I, I, like I have, I have no idea. Right. But it's, it's the very old Barton, wow. 100 proof. Um, it's my favorite bottle of whiskey under $20. So, yeah. For a hundred proof, yeah, and under twenty dollars. Hundred proof, under twenty dollars, and it's it's. I mean, it is good. I mean, it has good. it has a little bit more of like a. It's a little hotter. Than, it's hot, right? It's hot, yeah, but it's, it's hot. good. But the, like the fruity, like sweet mm-hmm. notes you get from it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like about the sweetest glass guys, of bourbon I've ever had under you, twenty dollars. It's sweet and a li- there's a little like peanutty, yeahness there, just kind of hidden. It's all right. You guys, you guys care to he- care to hear the expert review? Yeah. Is there any black licorice? I just want to say that. I feel I feel like there is. All right. I taste a little black licorice. Over and there. I also taste nutty. Yeah. So the highest notes are full, rich, and sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this review was done by Amanda Schuster. I know um, her. It was got an eighty-six out of a hundred. Okay. Very o- old Barton. Owned by Sazerac Company is produced oh. in Bardstown, Kentucky. There are a variety of very old bourbon bourbons on the market, including an 80 proof, 86 proof, 90 proof. This 100 proof bottling is also bottled and bond. The six year age statement is now gone and replaced with just the number six on the handle, but the bourbon is indeed at least four years old. Okay. The tasting notes there is a good hint of rye in the mash bill. And there is very much in keeping with the amount of pepper and spice up front. It's got some sweetness to it, but not as much as with most bourbons. And it mellows out nicely with a bit of ice. People who whine about bourbon being too sweet might make peace with this one. This is a great one to keep you keep in your cheap bottle, uh, especially if you're looking for something to mix with. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, I mean, it's, I, I like to drink it just straight, but... um because it's the higher proof, it, it really it mixes, mixes well. well. I like, like it. I, I, you know what? Like, I really do too. This is a bottle that I would buy if I see it. Got to, yeah, you got to, yeah. It's and like I said, it's cheap. You can easily 
I don't see the number six on it. I, I don't love, either. I love but. cheap bottles that you could just run into every now and then. Mm-hmm. And the um, uh, community rating based on four hundred eighty-two votes is a three point three out of five. Okay. What was it? Uh, Jack was like a two six or two eight, mm-hmm. right? And then the gentleman Jack was around a three five, right? Yeah, but the Jack was better than the gentleman Jack, in my opinion. I think so. Well, yeah, the gentleman Jack is just is so smooth and so mellow that it has no flavor. No flavor. I'm not like a huge Jack fan, but I think it gets uh, I don't know it hammered a little bit by people who just trying too hard to think that they know too much about. Oh yeah, whiskey, for sure. You like know? you can drink Jack, you know. I mean, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It, you can always find it. I mean, like it's good. So I, my family's from Nashville, Tennessee, and so I've been to the distillery a couple times, but it's uh, I would say this tastes better. Then I like it. Yeah. Then Jack, yeah. Cool. Um, actually, I want to enjoy this for a little bit longer, so we'll save the second bottle. Let's do it until, uh, until we do right the, before the interview. interview. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, oh, we got to talk about Ian's birthday. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. I wasn't here, so yeah, yeah it happened. So Ian, uh, would you uh, would you update us on your birthday experience? We, I'm curious about it from your perspective. Yeah, I just stayed home and didn't really do anything. So no, um, uh, <laughs> no, it was awesome, uh, Zach. We did miss you, buddy. But I drove down to San Antonio and we went out to San Antonio Gun Club and just broke some clays uh, and did five stand with Cliff and Landon. And then we ate a ton of food. We went to Taquitos West. Shout out. That oh, place yeah. is baller. Hey, Ian, will um, you set the record straight since you live in Austin? Who has better tacos, Austin dude, or San Antonio? San Antonio, hands down. <laughs> Austin is East L.A. Like, I'm trying to put my house on the market if you are. Actually, I'm not going to say that. Edit that part out because people will show up and try and buy it. Yeah, but, hey, um, how much you asking? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> he Austin, lives underneath I. Wait, Pat, what was that? He lives underneath I-35. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's probably selling for a pretty good price right now. I mean, yeah. Easy access to downtown. So, 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 Ian, you're never mind. I could go so hard there on one political direction, which (laughs) could, you could, you could. Um, no, but, but just to set uh, the record straight, you being someone who lives in Austin are saying that after going to Tiquitos West, uh, San Antonio tacos are better. I'm not OG Austinite, but I was here in 2005. I'm not. I'm not Pat, necessarily going to defend it. I'm not going to defend it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. No, no. I'm not going to defend it. I grew up south of Austin a little bit. I've lived in South Texas, south of San Antonio for a while. I will say, overall, San Antonio has better tacos. But yes. people don't know where to go in Austin to find the good tacos. They're hard to find. That's the problem. Well, there's good, go I would say baby. that I would say that there's good tacos everywhere. Absolutely, in everywhere Texas, you go. Everywhere in Texas. No, I you. would say. Thank you. I've gone places. And hey, New, and New Mexico. That's not a taco. You know, Texas, New Mexico, Nevada, uh, no, Arizona, could, and California. I could say have some good places tacos along that whole Southwest Belt. I could say yeah. some places even in Georgia that would have good tacos. Yeah. But are they like? Knock your socks off like San Antonio tacos. No. Yeah. Not by any means. But I would still say they're good tacos. What That's separates what a saying. taco from a fajita? 
That's uh, that's if you have like a hot grill sizzling. and they make it in front of you, that's vegan. <laughs> 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 like if it's like I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what the difference is, and I, no, I like I them both. I love them both, and I could if I see them, I can tell you. I the think I think what, it's what I think it it's how you cook. If you cook it whole, it's a fajita. If you cook it uh, like shredded fish taco. I think if they put it together know. for you, it's a taco. And if you have to put it together at the it's table, it's a taco. There you go. So what it ta- back to your birthday, Ian. So take us by the play-by-play. Okay, play-by-play. I, okay, I leave Austin at probably like 9.30 a.m. Get up at like 8.30, make some coffee. Leave by 9.30 you, how much play-by-play do you want? Get in my truck, drive Not that much. Yeah, not that much. Not that much. Just make it sure. Hit the high Drive points. down, meet up at Cliffs. We hang out at Cliffs for a while. We hop. We put all our gear, which this is Honey Hole Angling, which was mainly just guns <laughs> in his truck. Um, go over to um, Taquitos West and order food. And the tacos were fire. And we meet up with Landon. Um, we did that. Then we went over to San Antonio uh, Gun Club, which is great, by the way. That's the first time I had ever been there. It was That's excellent. Nice. The service was phenomenal. Um, we shot five stand, which was really fun. Um, Cliff had got a new shotgun, and we were just practicing for the time coming up. We did that, and then we went over hey, to – Hey, Ian, let me pause uh, you there. Hey, yeah. let me pause you there. Was that the first time you shot five stand? Because I'd never shot five stand before that. Uh, no, but it's been years. Okay. What about you, Cliff? Had you ever shot five stand before? Uh, once before. I like five stand. I like it. I mean, I think it's it's probably the best practice you're going to get for like true bird flying. That's when you're so, in the thing, right? Yeah, you're yeah. in like that little. And you get three rounds i guess the first yes, one, one is two, a single and, and then the next two double, rounds double. are double double gotcha and uh you get two shots per round right so the first one you get two shots at next one is one one one, one, one. one. Yeah. yeah okay yeah and i think we were ian i think was the best shooter out of all of us but i would also say that was just blind we were luck pretty dude. below average I, I would say that I was not shooting as well as I normally do. Yeah, remember in college going out to the the gun range Dude, there? Dude, yes, and it was so affordable. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, it was like five bucks. Like this is West Texas. <laughs> it's like five bucks all day, and if you're registered yeah. for a certain political party, they would just wave it half the time. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, nah, you I like that. Like... Oh. You did have to bring your own clays, but they had the they had the machines out there for oh, you. Oh, I'm fine with that. You can buy clays a box for like nine dollars. Yeah, so it was five bucks to get in. You could pretty much stay there the whole time, and then you just bring your own clays and put them in the machine. And man, it was great. Yeah, I will say this about. I, I honestly think we didn't shoot a whole box of clays while we were or while we were there. I, whenever we went, there would always be like five or six of us. I will so say I this: like we the box. San Antonio Gun Club has a shaded shooting box, which is very nice. I grew up in the heat in Arizona and Texas, but it is, I'm going bald and I did get a little bit of a sunburn and, uh, it is nice to have some shade when you're shooting when it's like hundred, you know, if you go in the middle of the summer and it's like 105 degrees. So yeah, uh, their service was excellent. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he, 
um, did the scoring for us, and they have someone who uh, they don't actually throw the clays, but they have the machine, and that that was really cool. That was it was just very nice, so everyone could shoot all at the same time. It's, it's, yeah. You feel fancy when you go there. And then what 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 else did you get anything? Yeah, so Cliff goes, you see this, uh, you see that like tree or something out there, and I was like, yeah. And he hands me a ranger or a laser rangefinder, which, you know, knowing Cliff Coward, he probably has on his person, probably even now, um, and is like, hey, check out how far <laughs> this it's is. in my truck. He's just that type of guy. <laughs> and he goes, how far is this? And I'm like trying to pinpoint this thing, and it was like a hundred. And meanwhile, yards. everyone's looking at him weird, like, why are you ranging? At, yeah. And then meanwhile, a, the at guy a, at the San Antonio Gun Club. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the San Antonio San Gun, Gun Club guy is probably like, "Are you joking, dude?" Like, but um, <laughs> and then Cliff Cliff is like, "Hey, man, um, I hand it back to him," and he goes, "Now that's why are you handing this back to me?" And I said, "Because it's yours." And he said, "Now it's yours now," and that was really cool. So they got me a that was really nice i was confused i was like what no and i tried to hand it back to him again and he was like no and then and then it dawned on me because i'm a little slow guys and i was like oh oh thanks so and then what did we do after after we went to a gun store <laughs> um or a out general outdoor store which i do not remember the name of um ranger 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 fire one over there east Austin Highway. Phenomenal. I wouldn't say that necessarily. Super nice guys. I bought my trauma chair. Phenomenal yeah. story. And then you guys went to that. Yeah. You guys went to Smashing Crab. Well, that's what I'm. I'm trying to get him to do the the entire playbook. Okay. Play yeah, today, I'll do the playbook. Play. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here because <laughs> people keep on distracting them. All right. So we leave the gun store. Where'd we go? Yeah, no, the gun. Okay. Shout out to the gun store. Phenomenal service. Phenomenal products. Just great dudes. After that, I I'm a big coffee guy, so I was like, let's go get some coffee. And Cliff was like, did you know no, that black that's, rifle? That's false. Cliff, do you just want to tell about Cliff, Ian's birthday? Cliff clearly we wants to, to tell the story. We went guys. to Academy. No, we <laughs> okay, yeah. Academy, we, so so uh, uh, shout out to a gentleman who follows a our podcast. listener of ours. A listener, a listener of ours like, sent me hey, a message said this academy is loaded with ammo, and I said we are yes. on our way. Yeah. So he ran all the way across town to this academy that legitimately actually had ammo. other side of the city, yeah. and it actually had ammo. Yes, yes. I bought yeah. two hundred fifty rounds at nine millimeter. <laughs> you did? didn't have a limit, they dude. I didn't even boxes, know that. And I went but I bought a two hundred round box. I I bought a two hundred round box and a fifty round box, and I bought a hundred rounds of twenty two because <laughs> that's all I needed. But they would only let you buy two boxes. Yeah, um, right. But and they had a good selection, but a lot of it had already been Still picked over, over before we went over there. That's pretty funny, though. All right, and, Ian. Then where'd okay. we go? Okay. Then I was like, <laughs> it was getting late, and it was a long drive over to the other side of San Antonio. So I was like, I need some coffee. And Cliff was like, Nice, I know a place. <laughs> so we went over to Black Rifle Coffee, which I didn't realize had a physical store. Which in San again Antonio. was driving all the way across San. Yeah, Antonio. that's literally the other side of town from where you guys were. It is. Yeah, but it's back around. Dude, <laughs> that's true. It is coming back home. I'm a coffee guy, and I live in Austin, which is a hipster, snobby coffee city. Dude, eight eight point five out of ten. That's higher than probably that's eighty ninety percent of the stores here. Ian would give to Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> All right, so after Black Rifle, where'd we go? Um, <laughs> damn, dude. Um, okay, sorry. Edit Cliff that. cannot uh, hold his excitement. Okay, after that. 
We went back Ozla to your house. Miss this part. No. Is this a yeah. family fam- friendly place or? Yes. Um, <laughs> Cliff, go ahead. Like I'm really going to the ball. S- Cliff, go ahead civic and just say du- Civic duty, we went and voted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, no. Hold on. Let me tell this story. So we get coffee and we're passing, like, we keep passing this church with, like, people voting and holding signs. And Cliff's like, man, I need to vote. I thought nothing of it. And I was like, okay. And then we, like, turn around and he's like, I think I'm going to go vote. And I was like, like, right now? And we hadn't seen each other. And he was like, yeah, like, right now. He's like, I'm going to go talk to those people holding signs. So he literally rolls down the window, like pulls up. And at this point, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Okay. And is like talking to them. And then he pulls in and he was like, do you just want to wait here? And I was like, I'm not registered in San Antonio. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then just gets out and votes. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> and it what, took you 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then we came back home. And then we went, and then back we went home, to Smash and Crab. And then we picked up Cynthia, and then we went over to Smash and Crab. And their wait was two hours, and we did wait it out. What? Two and hours. You waited two hours for it? Yep. Yeah, I drank beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was jealous you guys were there because I've been wanting to, like, I've been really craving some crawfish. Like, we need to crawfish. go. Oh, it was, it was bomb. We ordered. Ian and I split. We got a dozen <laughs> we got, like, charred four oysters. Of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got a dozen charred oysters, and then we got uh, two pounds of snow crab legs and two pounds of crawfish. And, and, and that, split it like, us. Cynthia didn't even help us with that. She, had, I think she ordered something else. No, she she supposedly doesn't like crawfish or anything good from the ocean. <laughs> or from Sorry, creeks Cynthia. and rivers. Um, she don't listen. I will say this as a as a Austin and I. I love San Antonio. San Antonio is great food, great people. Yeah, not a Dallas it fan though, but I love San Antonio. <laughs> Sorry, Dallas. Agreed. Agreed. Except the Rangers. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your birthday update, Ian. Happy birthday, by Thanks. the way. Happy birthday, Ian. Um. All right. Let's move on. Uh. Let's listen to uh, our wood tip pickle chip okay. audio. And then we're going to do stories? Then we're going to move into stories, yeah. We did get Smashing Crab to sing Happy Birthday to Ian. I saw that. And he was super embarrassed. Yeah. Because I told him to do it as loud and obnoxiously as possible. Hey, guys, Happy Birthday is no longer in the copyright. It is... uh, What? Public domain. It is public domain as of 2016. So are all these restaurants going to change how they sing it now? They better not. (laughs) They better not. I want that original (laughs) song. All right. Morning, boys. This here wood dip pickle chip, giving you another call. No boys, I, I gotta tell you, I like this calling uh, deal y'all got set up here. It's it's a lot easier than typing, and mostly because I can't type. All right, you know, you know, using your thumbs to type. Okay, on this phone that my kids got me. I mean, it's nice, but you know, it ain't it ain't really it ain't cut out for fellas like me. But uh, anyhow, so I appreciate you boys making it work. Just, you know, pick up the phone and call in for me, boys. So, uh, anyhow, uh, you know, sitting here uh, drinking some coffee, get started. Got a little ding on the phone this morning. And, uh, you know, get to go. Ooh, yeah, that little barbing. I got a little more bourbon and coffee. That's pretty good right there. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, no fooling. That's how you got to do it. You know, that's how you got to do it. Uh, boys, I got to tell you. 
sitting here in the cabin, all right, got some exciting news, okay, got a little rain last night, so it's a little wet, all right, but, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, a while back, we had that uh, pump jack going in, all right, we was, we was installing a new pump jack, okay, and uh, we got to put in, and she's pumping, all right, and I mean, she's moving, she's working it, I mean, it's sexy, all right, she just, I mean, she's getting in there after, all right, you know what I'm saying, but, uh, you know, I had to name her. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, boys, I learned something a while back, okay, on naming your pump jacks. You know, you got to name them right, okay? And I like I like a good ammunition, you know. So this one right here, she's named number 76239, okay? And I think that's pretty good, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, we had a pump jack. <laughs> now I know why, okay? Things you learn. We had a pump jack we had to take out, and it was, and I know why, okay? Because it was named uh, 556-45, okay? And it just didn't have enough... Uh, uh, well, you know, it just didn't have enough to get in there and get after it. Okay, you know, a little weak, a little weak, weak ammunition, weak bump jack. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a little Spanish for you boys right there. Uh, uh, probably had to bleep that out a little bit, but uh, now, now I know that you can bleep me. I may just start talking a little bit more normal. <laughs> Anyhow, so, yeah, yeah, you got to name your pump jacks right. Okay, you got to name them right. So, anyhow, can't wait to, you know, get out there this morning and spend a little time with it and just watch her move. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, just, yeah. Tell you what, pump jacks and coffee with a little bourbon. It's not a bad little start. Not a bad little start. Oh, yeah, that's good right there. That's where it's at. But, uh, anyhow, well, I, wish, I appreciate you boys, and uh, y'all keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. This here's Wood Tip Pickle Chip. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> so I'm huh? disappointed that he didn't reply to the Tesla comment uh, from last week. I probably forgot. He might not have heard it by then yet. Mm. Oh, that's true. Oh, uh, but I'm a little concerned on Wood Tip. Why? He sounded down. Like it's, he sounded a little bit more like mellowed out and he did sound a little down. Like me. like it's there's a, something going he on. A heavy pour of bourbon in his coffee. That's probably it. Yeah, Wood he tip, wasn't too high strung. Yeah. Wood tip, give me a call or something. Let's let's talk about this. Is it? It was <laughs> the bourbon making you a downer or something going on? Is something going on? We're here for you, man. And if our listeners want to go follow Wood Tip and send him words of encouragement on Instagram. <laughs> he does have an Instagram. He has an Instagram. Wood Tip does. So go give him a follow. Maybe send him a, hey, man, I hope everything's doing right. Don't ask what is Woodtip doing. Ask how is Woodtip doing. <laughs> I think that's great, Cliff. Well, man, I got a little teary-eyed. Oh, man. With that being said, you ready for your article, Cliff? Wait, wait, wait. wait. What about oh. the weekend update? Guys, I actually fished this past weekend. Yeah, no oh, one cares. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Clearly, he asks every week, and I'm like, no, yeah. didn't do anything, didn't do anything. No, I just thought about the birthday update. That was the weekend update. No, that was Ian's weekend update, guys. What is that? I wasn't okay. with you guys all weekend. Okay. What is your weekend update? Guys, I went to a baseball game. That was exciting. So, But also, on uh, Saturday, dude, I love neighborhood pond fishing. It's so much fun. Yeah, it really is. Right? Yeah, I saw it's you caught so something great. new for you that, to me, I feel like you hadn't caught before. There's no, like... It's hard to find crappie in San Antonio. It is. You, I don't know like that has them or a little pond that has them here. I didn't know there was any. Yeah, exactly. So I've never caught a crappie in San Antonio. No, so like I've never growing, caught one in San Antonio, but maybe in Georgia, right? Was was this like your first crappie ever, or was like a two first, pound crappie in you know, Georgia one time? Yeah, first crappie I've ever caught, and it was in Houston, and because uh, we went to visit my in laws, and um, they have some ponds in their new neighborhood, and. 
Yeah, I uh, I found some crappie, and I'd never caught one before. So I caught three in a row because, you know, I guess wherever you find them, they're just, like, all hanging up, hanging out there. So so you went and saw a bunch of cheaters play baseball and caught crappie. Yeah. Huh. Dude, Zach, that, 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 sounds, game? that sounds fun, man. It was such a good weekend, dude. It was a good game, too. They went into the 10th inning, uh, scores, and they had a walk-off uh, hit there in the – so it was nice. Nice. Altuve is uh, back, so that's good for them, you know. Yeah, because he was he was on Altuve. COVID protocol there for a bit. I was excited to see Mike Trout though, because they're playing the Angels, and he did not play this past uh, weekend, so that was a bit disappointing. I think mm. he should have become a bet professional bass fisherman. There you go. With the last name last tr- with Mike the last Trout. name of Trout. Yeah, should be oh, a professional bass fisherman. There was there was one time <laughs> when a long time ago I was going to put together like an article about. The best baseball names that were also like fish names. So it was like Tim Salmon, Mike Trout, and then I kind of got stuck. <laughs> there, there was two. It's a short list. There's got to be more. I just hadn't had the then time to put go in that like, work. You yeah. gotta go find like the nicknames, like Slapper. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Catfish Hunter. You know, there's a couple of them out there. Yeah. Did you do you have a weekend fish update for us? Since I forgot Zach, I just wanted to make sure we included you if you went fishing or hunting. I did not weekend. go fishing. I coached little league baseball all weekend <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. So you watched Cheater play baseball and went fishing too. No, you didn't go fishing. We didn't cheat in baseball. You know, we were we're, no, other, we're a ten U baseball team that I'm coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not cheating too bad. I'm just I'm just saying I'm I don't want to assume. <laughs> Wait, Pat. Pat, what's you, like you're obviously not what's dedicated. like the drama with Little League? Like, do the kids like clear the benches or like what happened? <laughs> I'm just curious. So 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 <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. Like there's there's one I won't I won't I won't call them out. Just, just yeah. Don't call just out a, a minor. But there is. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It's the coach I'm calling out. That's Man, it, Johnny's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's one. There's one team in our league that that our kids just like on my team just hate. <laughs> they hate them. They hate the kids. The kids are annoying enough, but us coaches hate those coaches too, <laughs> because they're like. I mean, they're in the dugout. It's a 10 team, and they're dropping F-bombs oh, that's and calling their okay. kids pathetic. Oh, that's sad. It's not okay. No, yeah. It's, it's it, you know, we're, we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn, and they're, you know, getting really upset when our terrible, terrible team is tying them, so. Bad, uh, you know. Pat, Bad News Bears, like the original and the remake with Billy Bob Thornton is like one of my favorite movies, and that's why I was wondering. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. The original, the original. And is, Sam Watts, too, yeah, man. Ever, do you ever get your pitchers to hit the batter? I've tried, especially my son. You know, um, it's hard to tell somebody else's kid, "Hey, throw at him." But I can tell my son to do that and uh, aim for the thigh. The, prob- the, the problem th- is he can't throw where he aims. So <laughs> when, aim I say, for the when I, when I say stick it in his ribs, strike two. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I guess that's a strikeout. Yeah, exactly. Are you guys winning? We started off as the absolute worst team in the league. So this is this is my first year coaching there. I had coached high school baseball for ten years prior to this, and finally I was like, I can't spend any time with my own kids, so I'm gonna stop coaching, find a different job, and uh, I, I I got to coach my own kids now, uh, which gives me a little time to fish too, which is good. Um, but. Uh, we started off as the worst team in the league, and uh, we've moved up into fourth place now. So is that because of steroids? 
It's uh no no we're 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 straight legal. It's uh, a lot of protein shakes, you know, some creatine. Um, <laughs> we get in that weight room. I put about three fifty on the bar for these ten new kids, and uh, we squat. We squat. Good. Yeah. Drop bombs. All right, Cliff, you ready to do some C four? Let me uh, let me do your little sound bite real quick. All right, I'm just going to give the pretty much the headline, and this is from TPWD, April 27th, 2001. Zebra mussels, if you remember a few episodes back, we covered zebra mussels being found in Lake Medina and Lake Placid, I believe, around San Antonio. But zebra mussels have now been detected in Lake Brownwood, which is in the Colorado River mm. Basin, just southeast of Abilene. Um they don't have, right now, it's that small. They haven't found adult zebra mussels, and they haven't found a breeding population of them yet, so not a colonized mm-hmm. population, but there are zebra mussels in Lake Brownwood. Confirmation that someone was in a different lake, zebra mussels were attached to their boat yep. and were carried to Lake Brownwood. Yep. Um, well, it's good news. Hopefully they can, you know take care of it why it's a small issue right now before it explodes out of control um pat do you know very much about zebra mussels i don't know a whole whole lot about zebra mussels i know (laughs) and obviously you don't want them in your lake or your river um my thought though is like if you find small ones how are you going to be able to prevent them. I don't know what Texas Parks and Wildlife does yet in order to prevent them from I becoming think, a breeding population. I think they just monitor it. I don't think that there's anything that they can necessarily do can done. do right now. I mean, you can't kill off the lake. Mm-mm. It's like it's like CWD. Mm-hmm. Once it's here, it's, it's here, kind of here. Right. And that's why, like, each case you're like, oh, it's a one-off thing, but you can't get rid of it. Mm-mm. These things migrate, they go f- from place to place, and then you can't really take care of it. And that's what the issue is. Right, right. So I think it's something that we just have to be mindful of. And the best information that we can put out as outdoorsmen and women is clean your gear. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's boats, obviously. You know, you got to wash your boats. And yeah, take if it's care going lake to lake, it's boats. But if it's river to river, but I it mean, could be you kayaks. Can, it could be you know anything. You got to make sure you take care of wading boots. Take are care a big issue with like whirling disease. Well, that's why they wouldn't let you use felt bottoms in a lot of places. And did, people don't think about that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, Cliff, it might be interesting to talk about uh, like whirling disease or didymo or like some of the other. Issues. I mean, that's not something we're having here, but just future. Send reference. me, send me a message, and I'll look into it. Okay. Yeah, because those are interesting topics as well. Because yeah. we have a lot of people that listen that travel and go to Colorado, New Mexico, and those are major issues there. I, th- I think the biggest thing that we can say is clean your gear. And I'm not saying you got to bring out a pressure washer and wash it and everything, but at least rinse your stuff mm-hmm. off. And if anything, that's going to help you on your bottom line because it's going to keep all the grime and grit and stuff off your stuff. Just like you wouldn't go fish the coast without at least washing off your reel or rod because you don't want it for corrosion purposes. And that's what I was going to say. People have no problem washing their stuff off when it's taking care of themselves. But if you think about it, you know, if you wash off your freshwater stuff too, it's taking care of you because that's the waters you're going to go fish, you know, everywhere else around. Too. Yeah. It's and it not, just mitigates the issue. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, and out, outfitters I fished with in like Montana, New Mexico, they'll bleach spray, you know, like wading boots. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of every day, they're like, hey, bring me your boots. They and do it. They it. just like spritz it. And, you know, because they, you might fish one river one day and another river, and they're super adamant about controlling that. Yeah. The risk of like didimo algae or uh, whirling disease. See, I've never, I've never thought about it like that and thought about bleach, bleach spray, but I would say at least like wash them off in your sink. I mean, like, yeah. A little soap and water goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ian, are you ready uh, for. Oh, it's actually, yeah. Ian, are you ready for Neat Things in Nature? Yeah, man. Okay, this happened in Canada, and it was widely reported. So, But there was a bunch of beavers that chewed through internet cable, like, in British Columbia, and, like, cut off the internet for, like, 2,000 people for, like, a day and a half. Uh, okay, say that again. Beavers chewed through an internet cable and cut off internet for like 2,000 people? Yeah, in British Columbia yeah. for like 36 hours. Oh, so, oh man, that's crazy. So give us the details about This it. is from CBS News. This is just the title. Beavers shut down town's internet for 36 hours after chewing through and stealing cables to build the dam. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh this is amazing yeah they think they chewed through it basically to get some of the materials to put like in the dam because apparently cbs reported that it was like a four and a half inch thick conduit and they were like just like stealing portions of like fiber marking tape and things like that but like can i'm sorry i love can't like what the heck like can you imagine your internet going out and the provider being like, it's okay, guys, we figured it out. It was beavers. <laughs> like, yeah, isn't that amazing? Just the fact that nature shut down people's internet. Like, people couldn't Google things for 36 hours because a bunch of beavers so, so some ate beavers. through it. Yeah, Or couldn't work or something like that. No, that's This awesome. is the greatest article ever. And then uh, if you go to the website, like CBS posted a few photos of it. Uh, it shows some of the damage. They had to like. It looks like the beavers had to like dig into the ground too. Like it looks like it was buried. I'm sure because they usually bury those cables underground. It kind of reminds me like uh, it was a few years ago. I think it was the History Channel that did a show like after people, and it's like you know what the world happens after the people disappear oh, or yeah. whatever. And uh, it'd be funny, you know, the beavers building their dams out of just electrical or internet wires or phone <laughs> phone cables or whatever's yeah. out there. Yeah. Anything they can get their hands That's on. That's what CBS yeah. said, which I guess makes sense because I don't know if they, people have to go to, you know, we'll have to look up the article. But yeah, to your point, Pat, like maybe they went over to the dams and are just like, is this, fi- is this like fiber optic cable? What? <laughs> well, Ian, thanks for bringing that article. That's pretty neat. <laughs> no problem, guys. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do mine next. And in continuation with my story about national parks last week, the craziest thing people have done in national parks, uh, this week I have the funniest reviews left on national park sites. This one, uh, Mammoth Cave National Park. Maybe our expectations were set high. Maybe two young guys looking for adventure was not what this place could handle, but wow, was this burning. When they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, 
Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I'm upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead. From Acadia National Park. <laughs> the only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunder hole. <laughs> there is a, that's like one of the like main sites there. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yosemite National Park. <clears throat> By the way, the shark, the park shuts off some of the waterfalls after midsummer. <laughs> This is probably due to dwindling park service, park service budgets that are spent on toilet paper. Please protest this fiscal management by staying away from Yosemite. Also, there are bears at Yosemite. They practice breaking into cars. Do you want a bear to break into your car? Uh, Big Bend National Park. This one's probably my favorite. They didn't, ex- they didn't expect to get electricity for at least half a week. Have you ever camped with a woman for half a week <laughs> where there was no available warm wanting running water anywhere, they start to stink and complain <laughs> and to top Whoa, it off. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> and to top it off, we never got to see any bears or mountain lions. No, this was a review <laughs> left on like the Big Ben National Park website. Hey Kim <laughs> people, come on. And Zion National Park. That guy Park. probably got a divorce um, after writing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sure. I'm sure. That's not something you put out there. I went camping. What did he, Landon? What did he say? He said, "Have you?" That's kind of disrespectful. He said, "Yeah, have you ever camped with one?" Have you ever kept with a woman for half a week where there is no available warm one, warm running water anywhere? They start to stink and complain. That's kind of. We got to never see any bears. Dude, that guy's probably single right after writing that thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, and some of these people are just trying to be funny too. You know, and last um, Zion National Park, my guess is the people that love this place never get out much, which is a pretty. Have you guys ever been to Zion National Park? I have not, no, but I it's on my not. list. Yes, I've I have. Heard it's a really cool place to go. It's beautiful. What do you think, Ian? It's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's in Utah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I went in like 06 or 07. Um, so, someone left it a bad review. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like, like I guess is people that love this place never get out much. That just makes me sad, man. Because like Zion's beautiful, and like I'm just gonna say it, that dude's wrong. Like I hope that guy's trolling because if he thinks that he has no taste, <laughs> come at me, I, Yelp guy. My next, my 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 question when it comes to all these things is who actually reads reviews of national parks before they go to them? Not me. I've no. never read a review of a national park. I don't think I have either. Every if I want to go, I just go. Yeah. Just go, yeah. You yeah. know where you want to go. No. And it's not like I'm expecting, like, full amenities or anything like that. I'm expecting to be away from stuff that needs reviews. Well, a lot of them I was reading when I was finding this was, and I didn't put them in here because they were getting annoying, was like, there's no cell service here. Oh, what am I going to do without cell service for Thank four goodness. days? And I'm like, eh, then don't I'm go not. to a national park. Yeah. Don't go to a state park. Yeah. Don't go because the people who don't want cell service definitely don't want to be around you. Be yeah about cell service. Yeah. Like that's why we do the stuff that we do so that we have an excuse and a reason not to be connected sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. And I found those reviews annoying. Um, or like, uh, yeah, there were just some that were just annoying. It's like, what did you expect? You're going to a national park. Yeah. 
People are confused. Yeah. I think y'all know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I like All Pat's right, well, point. No cr- I like Pat's point. Like, national parks are famous, man. Like, I mean, it's the greatest, you know, like, they're amazing. Like, who is like, eh, I wonder if this one's any good? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, right. It, right? Like, like, yeah, who we does deserve that? these places. Yeah. And the person who's arguing, like, they spend too much money on toilet paper on the Yellowstone one. Mm. Yosemite. Yosemite. I feel like they would be just as much complaining if there wasn't any toilet paper. I think that was a COVID joke. They are trying to be funny with, uh, like, toilet paper being uh, limited. Uh, I didn't yeah. see the date of when uh, that was ha, written. Ha, ha, ha. What a jokester. They're so funny. Um, well, <laughs> I have a sad update about my Yellowstone day for that I had planned this year. So me and my dad are going up and doing a float trip in Montana. Thanks for the invite. And... <laughs> We were going to go to Yellowstone a day before. So last night I booked the flights. Booked the flights with the idea that we were going to go to Yellowstone the day before our float trip. And went today to find a rental car. There are no rental cars in Bozeman. I called every company. No, supposedly that's a thing because they're not getting like microchips. Like same thing with lumber and stuff mm-hmm. right now. Well, two different reasons. But <laughs> it's really hard. No, we know you. It's mean. really hard for. There's a shortage. It's really <laughs> yeah. hard. Yes, yeah. there's a shortage, and rental car companies actually sold off a lot of their fleets during COVID because people weren't renting cars, and now these rental car fleets can't get new cars to replace their fleets mm-hmm. because there's a shortage of silicon microchips and stuff. Yeah. Well, there was one option. We could rent a Cadillac Escalade yeah. for $1,800 a day. Yes. Was our one option for that would be Look such a flesk, <laughs> Landon. Like rolling up in Escalade, like bumping gangster rap to like go fly fishing, <laughs> like to go fly fishing, like on. Well, With we your weren't dad, even gonna Drake fish. Houston we were just rap. gonna like just like drive through and see the sights. You know, it was just gonna be like a quick one day event. But now I gotta reschedule my flights because can't get a rental car, and we have to drive. We're gonna fly into Bozeman, get a rental car, and then drive to Helena. Can't do that, so now we just got to fly into Helena. You can't do, like, Turo and rent somebody's car? It's oh, Turo. Turo is... Uh, no, but I've sh- done it a few times. It's Airbnb for cars. Yeah, but you have to return the car to the same place you rented it from. We wanted to do, like, a one-way oh. rental where we pick it up in Bozeman, drop it off in Helena, because we're going to be floating a river for a week. We don't need a car, and then we're flying out of Helena. Well, talk to some people in Bozeman that might be going to Helena. Yeah. We'll just hitchhike. Dude, I was going to yeah. hitchhike too. I was going to say Montana's friendly. Get yourself a sign with a Sharpie and just write like <laughs> like will trade flies for a ride to Helena and someone <laughs> in Montana will pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is wear a bunch of Filson and maybe some Howler. <laughs> Someone's going to pick you up. I don't get it. Just cuz I feel like that's what everyone wears. Yeah. But yeah. in Montana? Yeah. I feel like Howler and Austin. That's no, but clear. he's right about Filson, even though it's from Washington. It's a cold weather, you know, it's a cold weather gear company. Mm-hmm. They make all nice right. stuff. Well, that's all of our articles. So, Pat, let's break open whiskey number two. Sure. And then we'll talk to you about your Facebook page. Yeah. And it's uh, Explosive Growth. Yeah, sure. Let's Better do it. than explosive diarrhea. <laughs> hey, Cliff, will you actually grab it? I'll need you. Dude, yes. Dude. <laughs> what did you say, Landon? 
Will you grab the whiskey? I'll mute you real quick. All right, what are we trying now, Pat? So this is um, Old Forester 1920. Um, it's my favorite of their styles. It's uh, it's 115 proof. It's a little strong, you know, uh, a little hot, but it's uh, it's probably the best the the best of their line that that uh, is readily available. Give myself a healthy pour. Sorry. That's a very healthy pour. I'll take a little bit more. Less. Perfect. Just tip the bottle. That's good. And then let me see uh, that barcode. Yeah. So this is this is one of my favorites. Um, I mean, at, at, at any and price, at any favorite? price point. What is the price point? What can you find the bottle for? <clears throat> Shoot, I can't even. I want to say it's uh, right around a million. I wish I could afford something like that. Um, no, I think it's around fifty. Um, so I don't get to buy it all the time. I, I'm I'm stuck into my very old Barton under twenty dollar. And again, point. that is very old Barton. Not six years, just, right? Not this just a, old Barton. Wait, they said four to six years, right? I yeah. can't remember what it said. <laughs> not just old Barton. Very. And so, definitely not the young Bar- Barton. Okay. Well, that is a very healthy pour. Good thing I have less than a mile to go back to the hotel. Are you just up here? Yeah, I'm at the Drury. Oh, the yeah, that's mm. right there. Oh, I didn't know you were staying at a hotel. Yeah, so my plan was to, like, I was going to stay here and then j- drive to Junction to go fish the Lena. You oh, you're making a whole trip out of it. Yeah, I was making a whole trip out of it. And then I don't know that that, you know, thunderstorms and fly rods don't yeah. mix. Gra- holding a, w- waving a graphite stick in the air with yeah. the thunderstorm is yeah. Yeah. not yeah. probably the yeah. Too the bad there's idea. not a Waho around. We could all go get Waffle House after this then. That's a Wait, thing. you called it a Waho? Yeah, and it, I, it took me a minute until he said Waffle House. Yeah, W A H. Wait, why do you want? I'm I'm so like a lot of your comments are just maybe just going over my head today. But. Because we're all you haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. I could eat again. What's what? What's all Whataburger? Uh, Whataburger works too, but Wahoo's just better. A Wahoo? <sighs> Waho. Waho. Yeah, Waffle House. Yeah, I'd never heard it called that. No, before. I haven't either. Y'all need to spend some time in the Southeast. <laughs> I did. I didn't hear it called that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spend much time. I, I, okay, so Old Forester 1920, mm-hmm. Prohibition style. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prohibition style. I like it. It's really good. I I think. It, you know, it's one of my favorites. Um, oh, wow. That is hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. So it, it's something, you know, It's I think it's like 115 proof. Um, so if you're somebody who likes to put a splash of water in, it can stand up to that, and then it changes the profile a little bit. But um, uh, it's it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, here's the uh, expert review by Tim. The Tool Man? <laughs> Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Taylor. Uh, Dude, I love Home Improvement. Name? I miss that show. Uh, Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. From now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. 
The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. How do you explain the unexplainable? That warmth that fills you up from the inside out? Does it come from the air, the sea, the sun, the people? Or is it something that can't be put into words? Because Aruba is more than a beautiful island. It's a feeling that brings out a happier, sunnier you. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your next visit at aruba.com. Through a government permit allowing the production of whiskey for medicinal purposes, Old Forester was one of 10 legal distilleries operating during U.S. Prohibition. Now, you won't have to wear your best flapper flapper dress or don a fancy top hat and travel back in time to try new whiskeys from such a dark and sober, legally speaking, area era in the nation's past. Launched in 2016, this third release in the Whiskey Row series was created in a resemblance to what Old Forester would have tasted like during Prohibition. The tasting notes. The note is light and primarily sweet with subtle fruit, spice, and oak notes and noticeable ethanol. The palate is hot, dominated by sweet barrel notes of smoke, caramel, and vanilla, along with holiday spices of nutmeg, cinnamon, and clove. Medium-length finish with less heat fading into a pleasant, dry, and spice warmth. I wish I had the taste... Like the palate to be like, write that out. I've after tried. Trying I've, I've tried, and, and and I've written it out, and and then I match it up against experts, and it's always different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was given a score of eighty-five, which I think is the same. Same score. thing as the very old Barton. Yeah, yeah. as the very old Barton. So save your money and go save with the old money. Barton. <laughs> yeah, but the community rating's higher at a four out of five. Again, yeah. that's very old Barton, not old Barton. <laughs> Uh, four out of five and two thousand four hundred votes. So significantly higher rating with more votes. So if you're going with the community, mm-hmm. go with the old Forester. If you're going but with I the like it. I think it's good. Um, I don't know that one, this one. Um, the wild turkey rare breed is is one of my favorites. Have mm. you had that one yet? Mm-mm. No, we haven't. It's a good one too. That one's a little too hot for me. The old Forester, yeah, Forster. yeah, and I think that's one thing that they said is it's, uh, it's kind of that one. I mean, there. I was not like that's trying an old to, taste. <laughs> I was not trying to make like a gimmick or something when I went, ooh, wow, or whatever I said. That was legitimately it's an hot. honest opinion of this whiskey. Yeah. All right, Pat. So Texas freshwater fly fishing page. Cool. When. Did you start the page? All right. So this is a question. Let's do the history <clears throat> history lesson. Let's do the history lesson. When did I start the page? I th- believe it was in 2012. Um, oh, it's I, been around that long. It's been around a long time. Now, I think I was the only member of my group in 2012. And um, I think it was 2013 that um, it started getting some members and some different people joining and things like that. Um, I invited a couple people that I knew who fly fished. Um, and it, slo- it slowly grew from there. And really, it's been in the last year 
that it's just kind of um, really taken off. I mean, it's it's steadily grew and more and more people all the time. But in the last year, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's COVID. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the amount of people trying to join the fly fishing community uh, has just has just taken off, which, you know, it, it, it's – it's one of the things that I've been promoting for a long time, but um, there's there's some struggles with growth with that too at the same time. For sure. What have some of those struggles been? Um, as the group grows, obviously at the the spam grows. Um, but I've tried my best to kind of keep that stuff out. But what but, kind of spam is the page getting? <laughs> so as far as spam I haven't goes, seen any, I haven't seen any. No. So you guys must be doing yeah, a yeah, good yeah, job yeah. of like keeping it. So under control. I, I do my best to keep it under control. It, it's, it's obviously cliffs, uh, knives, um, <laughs> shirts. And, and wolf shirts. Um, that, I mean, really knives is the big one. There's really? A lot of so people. that wasn't a joke. It's probably 20, 25 people a day trying to join and sell no, ridiculous when knives. When I was on Facebook and joined groups, there were groups that legitimately asked, are you here to sell something? And then it would underline, i.e. crappy gas station knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for real. Like, that's... um. And I, I don't know if it's coming from the same person and they just make a million Facebook accounts and try to sell their knives. But yeah, that, that comes up a lot been able to keep them out um as far as other issues yeah the how do you want to put it um i guess just i mean come out and say it bow fishing is 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 the biggest argument on the website at the moment you know on the page well it's a fly fishing specific page what business do bow fishers have on it not that i'm dispurging bow fishers so that's a that's a debate to to be had um on the fly fishing page, bow fishers don't, in my opinion, don't really have a place. I, I'm not totally against bow fishing. That's another thing we can discuss. But, um, yeah, not on the fly fishing page. It, it, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. I'm all for, I, I don't know your stance on it, but I'm all for people getting in the outdoors to do what they like as long as it's legal and ethical. And bow fishing does fit in that narrative can i don't see why if you were a bow fisher and trying to learn about bow fishing why you would go to a fly fishing page to make people mad i would just (laughs) do do you find that that's their do you find that that's what their goal is is to make people mad uh i it seems like it yes um it seems like it yes and so sometimes i'll leave the posts up for a little while just to try to educate them but it never i don't i don't know it's uh hopeless endeavor um mm. it never works and so i end up deleting it the post after 30 minutes and eight thousand angry comments back mm. and forth say uh, gotcha sometimes Man, that's crazy sometimes and more often than not those people can get kicked out and banned because they're just there to stir up controversy okay okay so we always ask um all of our guests two questions how mm. did you get into fly fishing so how did I get into fly fishing? Um, do y'all remember the Spanish Fly, the TV show? No, no I've never mm, seen it. The kay. Spanish Fly. <clears throat> the Spanish Fly. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I mean, everybody else used to get up on weekend mornings and watch uh, cartoons and stuff. You know, I, that wasn't me. I got up and watched fishing shows. You know, um, and one of the shows was the Spanish Fly. Got it. If you have a chance to go back and check out. 
um, episodes of it. It's I mean it's 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 amazing. It's cool it's stuff. Probably still out there. People. Oh, I'm sure. I'm it's sure. Probably it is. on Mo I'm TV. sure it is. And um, Jose, what is his name? Wajebe or Wajibi? Um, I wish it was Jose Cuervo. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a huge tequila guy. I'm getting more into it, but you know, bad experience experiences down south kind of cost things but um yeah so the spanish fly was a great show um and he would go out and he, i think he was based out of florida and he'd just go fish fish down in the keys and all all around florida and i would just i mean he's fly fishing i'm mesmerized as a kid um what what is this guy doing and it's, it's amazing and i didn't know anybody who fly fished um the only people i knew that fished you know, we would go out there and, and catch some catfish and some perch or whatever. And then as I, as I grew older, I uh, a lot of my friends were were bass fishermen or their dads were bass fishermen. So I really got into bass fishing uh, to the point where I thought I was going to become a professional bass fisherman. You know, uh, I thought I was going to get on the BASS tour and, and, and travel the country and just dominate. I thought I was better than everybody. Um but um, I started to realize that I did not grow up with enough money to really get into bass fishing with, you know, uh, the equipment needed to fish the bass tour and, and things like that. So, uh, What pieces of equipment particularly? I, I couldn't afford a $70,000 bass boat. I could get out there in a John boat that I stole off of somebody's ranch without realizing I stole it and... Don't, would don't it throw this would it have been would it have been cheaper if you didn't get the sparkly paint on it? I have no clue because <laughs> but you have to have the sparkly paint, right? I mean, you, yeah, absolutely. If you don't, they don't take you seriously, and that was part of the that was, that was part of the problem. You know, I get out there and I'd fish some tournaments and I'd beat so many people, and, but I was out there and like just my my crap with my crappiest gear and. Um, I knew how to fish, you know. That's that's one thing I knew how to do, and I knew how to go catch bass. But um, that's it, not what it's about. But it's, it, <sighs> <laughs> sorry, I'm no, triggering. You you are triggering. <laughs> so so no, that's not what it's about. You're right. And so f- from there, I really got into kayak fishing, and I was like, man, this is, you know, hey, this is something affordable that people can do, and um, and and so I started kayak fishing, and then kayak fishing tournaments started popping up i was like hey i'm i'm super competitive i grew up playing baseball my entire life play football baseball i'm you know i'm i'm the kind of person that hates losing i I don't care about winning i love to win but i hate losing i can't lose to somebody without like just getting upset the rest of the day my wife can attest to that she hates it um but um so so i went and fished kayak tournaments for a little while and slowly it started becoming the same same type of crowd that just it didn't appeal to me um where people were just super secretive and didn't want to help anybody out and um i kept going back and watching episodes of the spanish fly and this was about 20 2010 2011 um and uh i you know, I got married, I think, in 2008. I say I think. I got married in 2008. And um, right before we got married, my wife bought me a fly rod for Christmas one year. Um, and that's a funny story because I bought her a basketball that same year. In fact, I didn't even buy it. I sent my dad to go buy her a basketball. But um, she bought me a fly rod. And, um, Seems she, a lot like lopsided <laughs> of a deal for her. It, it was very lopsided of a deal for her. But 
but in return, in return, she got to marry me, which is um, (laughs) something really special. You know, no, no. Um, for real, though, I think I paid her apartment rent that month because she bought me the fly rod and she couldn't afford to pay her rent. So I, I paid for her apartment. Um, but she bought me a fly rod. She knew I wanted one. I've always wanted one. Uh, I had always at that point wanted one. Um, and um, just I kind of slowly started migrating away from everything else. And from there, just just fished. Um you know, if the fly rod was something that I could go without a boat, I could go without a kayak, I could go without anything. If I had the fly rod, I tied my own flies that were the, the, the worst pieces of junk you've ever seen in your entire life. But I got out there and I was able to catch some fish and it just kind of grew from there. That's kind of how I got into it. Just kind of migrated from the bass fishing world to this isn't what I want. Do you still do the bass fishing stuff, or are you pretty much just fly fish? I, I mean, all I do anymore is fly fish. And now, do I have all my bass fishing gear? Yeah, I still do. It's still there in my closet. And if somebody were to call me and ask me, hey, let's go let's go fish a tournament, you know, I might go with them just mm-hmm. for fun, just to, just to try it out. I still feel like I have the potential to go out there and beat anybody. Um, but uh, it's not what I want to do. It's it's not what I want to do. Yeah. So, what's your most memorable fish on the fly? Yeah. So, um, my most memorable fish on the fly. Uh, a couple years after she bought me the fly rod, it's still the only fly rod I had. Uh, we went to the beach, um, and uh, I was I went out and just waited out in the surf. It was a five weight, right? She bought me a five weight because she knew I fished the the hill country and and. She talked to the guy at the shop, and he's like, "Yeah, this is the most versatile kind of, you know, you got." So I had a five weight rod. I'm standing out there, and like, I called it rodeo fishing because I was like getting pounded by waves. So I'm like jumping, and I was like riding a bull, and I'm out there casting, and uh, I caught a skipjack right hooked onto a skipjack. Super fun. First, first saltwater fish I hooked into um, with my fly rod, and I'm out there with a five weight, and I. I hook into the skipjack and it's just flying and that is what really just like set me off on fly fishing. Man, skipjacks are so are ladyfish or some people call them are so lady underrated. Ladyfish or ten pounders or poor They're man's so tarpon. Underrated. I love it. They're just like, oh, this they is fight well, jack. they, they jump, jump, they rip oh, line if you hook a big one. I love it. And and I'm not somebody who's out there always, you know, trying to catch fish to keep and if you're not trying to catch fish to keep, then what's wrong with going out there and trying to catch some skipjack? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a blast. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. Um, let me ask you some of our listener-submitted questions. So sure. what's the biggest takeaway that you want your users to get out of the Facebook page? <laughs> All right, so um, I guess kind of where the Facebook page evolved and where everything came from and evolved from um, is kind of halfway my story. Like... I want people to be able to get involved in fly fishing. And there's this stigma that you got to have a little bit of money to get involved in fly fishing. And um, so it keeps a lot of people out. Um, I uh, I was a... Which I think is like, I, I would agree, you know, because I used to run a fly shop. And yeah. I would definitely agree that, but I think that stigma as we like, are moving forward is slowly, slowly changing going away. away. Slowly, th- because people are realizing, like you know, what other hobbies are there? Well, you could play golf. 
well, that's more expensive than fly fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get into yeah. shooting, easily going to spend as mm-hmm. much money as fly fishing. I would say more. Even tournament bass fishing. Is way more. You yeah. could spend, you know, yes. more money. So, than, so I think, like, people are realizing, like, the, the cost <clears throat> of entry is is getting is is not as high as I think the stereotype that's out there makes it makes people believe. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of where it kind of stemmed from. And and so yes, equipment can get expensive, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Kind of something I've gotten into recently. I just I kind of scour Facebook, and I've bought just cheap um, used. Um, like kind of vintage reels and rods and things like that. And they might be in bad shape, but I take them back and I'll restore them and get them in good shape and, and get them usable. And um, that's kind of what I'm into now is like, I'm, I'm finding these old things, you know, about 10, like three reels for 10 bucks. And then I found this rod at Goodwill and, um, you found a fly rod at Goodwill? Yeah, I did. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what it was, was a, it? It was a it was a Wright and McGill Denco eight weight, like a seven and a half foot fiberglass rod. I don't know how old it is. Uh, it took me a lot of research to try to really figure it out. And so this seven and a half foot eight weight rod, I thought, man, you know, you know, for for five bucks or whatever, and pay for this, I can I can fix it up, and it's short. And it's, it's, but yet it's, it's fiberglass and, and it's stout and like, this might turn into a pretty decent like river rod, like with all this overhanging trees and all these little, uh, you know, rivers here in the hill country, it's like, this might work out pretty good. Yeah. But being an eight way, it might be a little heavy. Right. And it is heavy. And I paired it with a heavy reel and it's heavy. Um, it's not something you want to use all day long. Um, but, um. But that being said, for the whole total package, I paid like eight bucks for the rod and the reel and um, went out and bought, you know, my backing and my fly line, which is a little more expensive than than all of that. But um, it, it but it works and um, and it does a really good job. Of what you want to do, you just get a little tired because it, it's heavy, uh, but it does a real good job of what you want it to do. And and um I guess my whole idea and point is like you can get into it and you can you can find a way to get into five or to uh, fly fishing without having to spend three, four, five hundred dollars on a rod and then the reel and the line and all that stuff on top of it. So it's uh what are your another th- uh thoughts on users that post the same pic picture on multiple pages? It, that doesn't bother me. It, I know it bothers a lot of people. It doesn't bother me. Um, and I guess I don't, maybe I don't know what he's asking. Like people that are in multiple groups and someone goes and posts. I, you know, thing. I Is do Is that it. what he means? Yeah, I probably. I do it. I do it. I know. Um, and I know a lot of people who do it. Um, I feel like, the issue with it is, is people are like, oh, I've already seen this or whatever. But take it from the perspective of the poster. Like, yes, there's a lot of overlap, but there's also different audience. There's different. There is some overlap, but there's a lot of different audience. And yeah, so you're right. There's, there's, I don't know how many thousands or maybe millions of Facebook groups that are fly fishing dedicated on Facebook. Um, and the, you know, nobody's a member of just one, you know, you, you join a bunch of them. Um, and so you will see some of the same posts a lot of times, but I, I personally don't have an issue with it. Like if somebody wants to share something and, 
in some carp on the fly or bass on the fly group and then shares it in Texas freshwater fly fishing. Great. That's, that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, it's, it's kind of just, you know, I want to share the knowledge from one group to another and, um, hopefully spread, try to educate people on, on fly fishing as much as we can. Yeah. I think the way to think about it is like you as an individual probably have more than one social media page. If you post it to one and it syncs up with the other, then you've automatically posted to two different pages. Yeah. What's any different than that versus posting to multiple fly fishing pages? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I that's, that's how I good, think it is. I think it's a good correlation. Yeah. So uh, this is a good question. And uh, one I've been curious about too because I have been interested in the drama regarding the Guadalupe mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. page. Mm-hmm. So... Um, what are your thoughts on people posting not necessarily Guadalupe posts, but drama Lupe posts? <laughs> and uh, what are your thoughts on the subject? And I think, uh, you know, some have been taken down. So what are the thought process on taking some of those posts down? Okay. So first of all, do I, uh, I'm not going to take down a, a drama loop post. Like I, I kind of. I kind of like it. Um, I'm not a huge, and I'm not anti. Let's go trout fishing on on the Guadalupe guy, um, but I just <clears throat> maybe part of it is some of that um, original fly fishing elitism that is out there. That this this trout is like this standard and this uh the king of all all fly fish to go catch like i'm just like ah, why 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 this trout that we pay all this money to go stock in this river is, is so amazing that we want to go pound this river and uh, and go for, and i'm not i'm not against it like i don't know it's hard to explain you know i'm let not let me ask not, you let me ask you a question to maybe get your do you think that you prefer bass more because you come from a tournament bass fishing uh, background? No, no. See, and 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 that's a that's that's the other that's the next thing that people always jump to. No, I don't prefer bass more. I don't prefer trout more. I don't prefer bass more. I prefer fish. I want to go more. catch what the what what's in that river. You know what I mean? Like if I was gonna go to 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 the Guadalupe and and I was going to go catch trout, yeah, I want to go do it. Let's go do it. Let's go catch trout. If I want to go to Lake Fork and let's go catch some big bass, let's go do it, you know. Um, but it's um, it's complicated because a lot of what happens in, in the group and what I'm trying to promote and talk about too is what what is here in Texas, what should be here in Texas. And, and so that, that, that issue always comes back to, well, you know, we should have like, you know, bass and perch and all this stuff. Um, but, and I, I think it's been brought up on y'all's, y'all's podcast before. There's a lot of Flor- Florida strain largemouth bass that mm-hmm. don't belong here, too. Yeah, no, we've it, definitely talked <clears throat> about that. It's, it's just like, you know, once you start going down, well, the trout shouldn't be here argument, you know, then you start, well, there's Florida strain largemouth bass mm-hmm. that shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. There's a lot of There's stripers stocked in Canyon Lake that shouldn't be here. White bass. They're, you know, there's just like the list. Once you, like, go down that channel, it's like, what a going. lot of people like to fish for mm-hmm. absolutely. shouldn't be here. Now, absolutely. should our Guadalupe bass and Rio Grande cichlids be here? Would it, 
which is what everyone the Guads, else likes. The Guad should be in the Hill Country. The Rio Grande Cichlid should be down in the Rio Grande Valley, like in the Rio Grande River. Like they, they're not native to the Hill Country. Are we against them? No. Like for the most part, nobody's like, oh, let's get rid of these guys. Mm. But but do they eat bass eggs? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely they do. Is that a bad thing? You know, it, it depends on who you talk to. It's just, yeah, it, you just start going down a slippery slope. It is. And then when you really get into it, it's like, well, we've changed the rivers and, and the way things go so much with dams and everything else that we've done that, like, could any of the native fish really survive. be surviving and thriving, you know, Well, the could they the native be? fish survive and thrive? Well, and I think, because I did a, a presentation on the Guadalupe River for trout one time uh, at, like, a fly fishing club. And I did a bunch of research, and I think, like, the introduction to the trout was, like, in the 70s. I want to say, like, 73, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked um, into it yet. That sounds right. I'm going to stick with it, but you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It depends on um, when Canyon Dam was built, you know. Yeah, so, in in the problem was the dam was built, mm-hmm. and then the water coming out of the dam was extremely cold, yep. and the native fish were not in the river. And, like, in that, like, first couple miles of the river, we're not there. So, like, how can we maximize, you know, our potential here? Well, there's cold water coming out. Let's put some trout in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing, my standpoint on it is I don't hold anything in higher regard to another. My thing would be, is it a detriment to the native population. And, and, and I think that's where the crux and the argument should lay, not in these shouldn't be here. Yeah, because right, right. let's be honest, we're Texas, and I'm always correlating stuff more towards the hunting side for our podcast, but a lot of people chase axes. They're not supposed to be here. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I'm not holding them in a higher regard. I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't be here. Ranchers should or should not own them. Right. I am simply saying that as long as it's not a detriment to the resource that is native here, Mm -hmm. that's all I care about. Yeah, and and I'm glad you brought up access. Yeah, my my son's he's nine and he shot his first deer this uh, this winter and it was an access. Congrats! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it it was awesome. you know, we already finished it. It's gone. Well, access um, is delicious. It's, so. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's some of my favorite. It's some of my favorite meat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so there are um, to introduce species as far as axis or trout or whatever. There, there are some positives to that. Absolutely. There, the the issue is so complicated that um, it's way more complicated than. Anybody who wants to argue about it makes it, you know, whether it comes to carp, whether it comes to trout, Florida strain, largemouth bass, axis deer, uh, neil guy, whatever it is. Well, you can't, you, 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 you got, you take the argument and you take it all the way to the end because I would, you know, I would argue that a lot of the people that don't like the trout, they either like the carp fish or they like the Florida bass or in the rivers or other species that are here, and if you say, well, those fish aren't supposed to be here, then their, you know, argument kind of fades away into nothing because they like to fish for those other fish. It mm-hmm. just comes down to 
I think with the Guadalupe is it's really crowded. When I go there, mm-hmm. I have to fight for my spot on the river, and then mm-hmm. there's always drama. So, so let, and, and it's not about the fish; it's about it's the experience the, yeah. about going to the Guadalupe. And that's exactly right. And and that's why let's you know, getting back to the drama loop, the drama lupe, like it's. Uh, it it is drama because it's so crowded, mm-hmm. and I think that's the issue. Is it is crowded? Are there guides who absolutely should be um, called out for some of the mistakes they make and the way they treat other people who are fishing the river? Yes. Are there people who aren't guides who go out to the river and and don't treat it with respect in the way they should? Absolutely. Are there people who hold the river and the trout in the river? with with higher regard and higher standards than they should yes absolutely like the problem is everybody thinks what they're doing and i guess this is in my opinion (laughs) and and, uh you know i I gotta make sure it's you know it's in my opinion the problem is everybody thinks what they're doing is the right way Mm -hmm. and to them it is And, and there's nothing wrong with that um to them, what they're doing is right. The problem comes in when you do what you're doing to intentionally upset somebody else, you know. Um, and when you're when when you're doing something and your goal is not not to succeed at what you're doing, but your goal is to upset somebody else, then you're doing everything for the wrong reason, and um, you probably should kind of rethink rethink what you're doing there. Mm. No, I think that's good. So, do you? No, we'll just leave, we'll just leave it at that. Um, no, I think that's good though. I think the whole drama loop is like we get questions on the draw on on the Guadalupe. I, I'm so used to saying drama loop. It just slips out. I we get so many questions on the Guadalupe trout fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's just it's just crazy because so many people want to do it, but then so many people are mad or upset about their experience mm-hmm. out there or. People go out there and, you know, they're, you know, their buddies told them about the quad, but they've never fished there before. And the learning curve isn't as easy as going out and catching Guadalupe bass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You so, know, I it took me five, tri- I think, and I've told this story on the podcast, it took me five trips to catch my first trout on the quad. And there's this, there's this point where the light bulb turns on, you can go out and you can <clears> catch fish every time you go out. But... You know, there's this learning curve, so then people get frustrated and they start blaming. Well, it's because there's so many people, or I couldn't fish where I wanted to fish. They start blaming. They start, they start blaming. blaming. Mm-hmm. When reality is, those fish are hard to catch. They're not easy. They're not. You've easy seen fish how to many catch. people are out there. It, yeah. it, it is it is pressured fishery. Um, I, the first time I went out there, and I don't, I, you know, I don't go out there anymore. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't go out there anymore. Um, I, the first time I went out there, I didn't catch anything. The second time I caught one fish and, um, I think I've been out there in the winter, maybe two other times after that. But I I just, I'm the kind of guy that likes to get away from people and get away from things. Yep. And, um, so that's what I do. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's why you wanted to go out to Atlanta this weekend. That's what. Man, yeah. if that would have worked out, because I was yeah. my plan was to go to Lana this weekend, and uh, we, we could have fished together. That, that would have been great, man. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and just kind of check the weather, and I might. The San Marcos is like my home waters. I grew up in Kyle and um, went to college in San Marcos, and 
Um, so the San Marcos is like my home waters. I shouldn't have gone to San college in San Marcos. That that's a those are good stories. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I might if hopefully if I catch the town in time, just go try to fish that San Marcos River a little bit before uh, before I get back home. Yeah, for sure. Well, we need to plan a time to go fishing. Absolutely. Um. So. Your Facebook, what, so you kind of talked about your growth a little bit. How many members are we at? Did you say you're at again? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, we're nearing 7,000 members. I can't remember exactly where it's at. It's about 6,900 something. It's nearly nearing 7,000 members. 90% of them, and probably 95% of them, are people from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's a that's a big chunk of the Texas fly fishermen. I mean, I don't know how many fly fishermen there are in che- Texas, but that's a that's three. There's three. And we're <laughs> sitting three. here. We're all yeah. three sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's really taken off. Um, I don't know what you know. It's a chicken and chicken or the egg kind of thing. I started the the website that went along with the Facebook group about a year ago, you know, at the beginning of 2020 sometime. can't remember exactly when. I didn't really take it serious until later on. Um, But I started the website that went along with it, and and the growth of the group and the growth of the website has kind of gone hand in hand. It's it's really awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, What are your rules for your Facebook page? So as far as rules go for Facebook page, um, cause I know like read the rules before you post, read the rules before you post. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, uh, the Dude. rules are there. It's, it, it don't be, don't be a jerk, you know, try, well, try not to be a jerk. There's some people that need it, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, don't be a jerk. Don't try to stir up controversy. Controversy is okay sometimes if it leads to education. Like the whole goal with everything, let's let's educate people about fly fish, not only fly fishing in Texas, but the rivers and what's happening and the opportunities of fly fishing in Texas. Um, I mean, that's one of the main goals of the thing is to educate mm-hmm. people. So people who try to stir up controversy, obviously – in my opinion, haven't been educated enough. Um, they don't really understand what's going on. And um, I think there's been a lot of carp posts lately intentionally to stir up controversy. And I, I wrote a series of articles about carp in Texas because of that. Um, and, and I used to be on the side of everybody who's like, let's go bow fish them and throw them on the bank and let's kill all the carp because they don't belong here. You know, I, I used to be that guy. And, um, the more I learned, the more I'm becoming not that guy, you know, carp mm-hmm. are not just what we think of as carp. There's so many people who, who misunderstand what carp are. And there's so many different species of carp, so many different species that are native that people think are carp sometimes that, um, you know, um, get, get killed as like a byproduct of that bow fishing a lot of times. Mm. Yeah, like buffalo. Like buffalo, especially. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, what is your if you want to talk about it, and it's probably been removed off the page, but what is your most controversial 
that post that it, it the, the most controversial stuff is definitely the bow fishing stuff um which it, i gotta imagine people are just posting for <sighs> controversy yes there are and um i've started removing you know as many people as we have i i've started removing people for posting people who are joining just to post to argue about uh bow fishing and, and a lot of it started when i started posting the um the articles about carp fishing in Texas. And, um, you know, I have to say that there are some, there's a lot of detrimental carp out there, different Asian species of carp that are just bad and don't need to be in our, our waters. Um, but the common carp has been around forever. It's considered naturalized by the state of Texas and, uh, Texas parks and wildlife. And it, it, it's, I have not come across anybody who's seen any real damage caused by the carp, that the common carp. The um, the only things I can see where there are people saying there's damage, and I can see what they're saying, um, are in lakes that have been destroyed previously, usually by drought. Um, you know, lakes that are just declining in level, um, shrinking water low oxygen so everything else is dying but carps are survivors man and and they can they can the common carp can survive on let, in, let in me ask you this trying to stir a little controversy in this topic and whatnot so are you saying you are for or against <laughs> bow fishing for carp I'm, I'm glad you brought that up i'm neither um i'm both i guess you could say um in in lakes where Common carp are just overpopulated. Go for it, man. Like, what? what's wrong with that? I, I'm not saying go kill them just to kill them. I'm not, I'm not for that. I don't, I don't kill anything other than roaches just to kill them. I hate roaches. But, um, uh, but if, you're, if you're going to shoot a carp with your bow, which is not fishing, by the way. So if you try to argue that it's fishing on the Facebook page, I'll, I'll argue against you. Um, but if you go kill a carp with a bow, I, I get it. I have family members who do that, you know. Um, I get it. I understand. But use it. Use it for whether you eat it, whether you use it for catfish bait, whatever it is. Um, I, I'm a big believer of, of But do you not see you it kill. as a practice of conservation no. to take out? No. I, I don't see that because I have not come across a body of water yet and I'm not saying that I, I won't ever see this, but I've yet to come across a body of water that has been overtaken by common carp. I, I've been, there's been bodies of water that have brought to my attention that have been overrun by common carp, they say. But in studying those bodies of water and looking at the history of those, it's not that the common carp has taken them over. It's that everything else has destroyed man man and man has a great way of doing what god creates man destroys for some reason um man has a way of destroying what 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 is there and even if man created the lake you know our water usage will drain it and as the water as the water goes down um the native species you know the the different sunfish or um if it's the northern strain largemouth or whatever, whatever's there in the in that body of water, as the water goes down and the oxygen goes down and, and all these introduced plants like hydrilla and stuff like that take over, the common carp like thrives 
and everything else. But you don't see it as like a, like I said, a source of conservation of population control because these are hardy fish. They don't just mm. die as easily as other <laughs> stuff. Yes. Does. So I would, so I would say, let me, let me interject. Cause I know you're, you know, I, I see your point and I know where you're coming from cliff from the aspect yeah. of, uh, it's legal. People have the right to do it. Yeah. So if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. It. Um, and your thing is, is like, as long as they're doing something legally, I don't have a problem with it. But I do know, like, Texas Parks and Wildlife has, you know, common carp is considered naturalized. Um, and people are just killing them for the sake of killing them. Yeah. And I would agree but that... But people do that with coyotes all the time, too. Which, and I'm, which, uh, where I'm getting the correlation in my mind, and I might be off on it, but... They're both predators. Yeah. Um, in a way. In a in, way. In a way um, they're both predators. They're both pretty hardy and can mm-hmm. survive in mm-hmm. multiple different ecosystems. Yeah. And thrive in these ecosystems. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, so they can definitely thrive. I'm thinking my stance in it or where I'm at in my mind is bow hunting for carp could be a useful conservation tool and controlling the population of them. Okay, yeah. No, and and I understand exactly where you're coming from, what you're saying, and I don't disagree with that one bit. Like I said, I have, I have, I don't do it. Just I, as when I'm on the water, I want to fly fish or whatever. No, I, and I, I, I get that. You know, I, I'm not, I, I bow hunt some. I haven't done it in a while. And uh, I, and I would agree with your standpoint that, Bow fishing is not technically fishing. I would consider it as bow hunting for a fish. Right, right. Um, And I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it at all. And there are some places where it would not hurt to take out, like, carp. I I struggle. I guess what I struggle with is is I I can't kill something. I personally can't kill something just to kill something and throw it on the bank or do whatever. I get that. And that's a moral standpoint that's a for moral, you. That's a moral standpoint for me. And I'm not going to argue with somebody if, if the, the state wants to say, hey, there's a limit on this, or the state wants to say, hey, this 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 lake is overrun and we need to go out there and, and get rid of as many as we can. Like, I think that's absolutely necessary at times. Absolutely. Um, I guess my... My qualm with it comes when um, you're fishing, and, and it's the same qualm I have with somebody who, well, the state says I can keep five bass in this river. Well, if you're keeping five bass in this tiny little stream, you know, there's not a whole lot of fish in this river. That one carp or that those ten carp that you shot are the only ten carp in that, that stretch river, you didn't need to take that out for conservation. You're doing it right. because you want to go kill Because something. the state looks at it on a state level. You have to use some judgment Absolutely. for yourself. Just like if you were on a, your own piece of property, would you want to necessarily take out all of the resource, whether it be carp or whatever it is, that, and that's, or leave that's a few for point. future... That's my point. And I think the concert, the conversation is different too. If you talk about grass carp or some of the other mm. carp that are super Absolutely. detrimental, Absolutely. Um, or like placostomus or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, take those plecos. Yeah, um, I think the conversation is different when you talk about a fish that is extremely mm-hmm. harmful mm-hmm. to the environment or ecosystem. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Texas Parks and Wildlife doesn't see common carp as 
extremely harmful. But that that comes with being a outdoorsman and a steward of the resources or the outdoors. You have to understand that and do your own. Absolutely. And coming from the bass fishing world, like I was, um, you know, came came from the bass fishing world, and that's why I was so anti carp. Um, is the you know originally I was so anti carp because everything I heard was carp were were bad for bass, and I thought the bass were like. I really thought all of our bass were native here, and and they're not. You know, the northern strain largemouth is native, native to our rivers. Um, the Florida strain, which is where we really get our bigger bass, um, it has been stocked in a bunch of the lakes and things like that. Um, but there's a huge difference, and that's why I tried to write these articles. There's a huge difference between, um, you know, big head carp and silver carp and Asian and Asian carp and grass carp and um, uh, and and what most people refer to as carp, which is the common carp. Like it's not as detrimental as people see it as. Can it can it hurt an environment? Yes, but only when that environment's already been damaged or destroyed by by man in some other way, usually. And the people that love to fly fish for carp, which I love to catch carp on the fly. I see. I, you I'll, know, they're they're gonna they're against it because they want more carp in the river to be able to. I'll go catch. ahead and I'll you go ahead and say it. I've said no. it on the podcast before. I've never caught a carp. I've never truly actively gone carp fishing. It's not something I'm opposed to. I just haven't done it. I don't know the first thing about it really, but uh, I just wanted to put that caveat on all my arguments hey, for I, it. It, and you know, I'll throw this out there. I'm I'm like you. I'm not saying I've never actively gone and and, and fished for them. I've never taken off in the morning and said I'm gonna go catch carp today. I've gone out there and been like, you know, fishing for bass or or sunfish or whatever I'm fishing for. And been like, ah, I'm just not catching anything. But hey, I see some carp carp over here. I'm gonna try to stalk them and and I get it. And I I I'm not opposed to fishing for carp by any means. I love it. Um, and I do. Um, I but, hear they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Like pound oh, for they're a blast. Yeah. Pound for pound, they're probably yeah. the most fun. It's just, from what I hear, freshwater fish. The, the big thing with carp is it's so it's so there's so much argument to be had. Like, are are they should they be here? No, like they don't. They're not native here. Obviously not. But then we go down that list again. But then we go trout. Should be should here. trout be here? Well, should go, should smallmouth like should like redfish this, be in? Calaveras. I, if if I would argue anything, there the the one thing that that I hate the most, and I like catching them. Don't get me wrong, but smallmouth, man, like they destroyed the smallmouth destroyed the guads. Like because they mate. Yeah, absolutely. They're so closely related to the Guadalupe bass that they they were able to mate with the Guadalupe bass, and and they destroyed so many populations of the guads. Like you go to the. There's there's parts of the Blanco you can go to where you can catch pure strain guads or or pretty close to it. So is it more hybrids of it flo- of them floating around, or is it <coughs> more that the smallmouths have more dominating? Uh, I think genes? so. It's, it's, it's hybrids. hybrids. It's hybrids. It's and, and and the guad is my thing. Like and, I know this is the year of the Rio or whatever it is, but if I picked one fish that I'm gonna go fish for, it's it's a guad, and and well, I love it because. And, I don't know. And the problem with the hybrids is that they, you know, you, you don't get the awesome qualities of a smallmouth, 
You don't get the awesome qualities mm-hmm. of a quad. Yeah. You yeah. get like some qualities of both, but it doesn't make as hardy of a fish as either individual species. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, the one river, and it's because I probably grew up fishing this this river the most, um, is the San Marcos, and in in uh, I grew up fishing the San Marcos, and and it was just crystal clear water. And when the smallmouth were introduced, which was before I was born, they they wiped out the Guadalupe bass population that were there in the river, outbred them. Uh, once those fish became hybridized, uh, those hybridized fish are much more uh, fertile, and they uh, they are able to to breed a lot lot better. So these hybrid fish can breed the oh, smallmouth, yeah, absolutely. Because I know on other species hybridized. They can't breed. Yeah, yes. No, so these, I, are, these are definitely breeding. That was a question I was asking. And I'm pretty sure Texas Parks and Wildlife's like attempt to mitigate that situation is to put so many quads in the river. Yes. That to try to outbreed them. To outbreed them. It, it, yeah. They consider, and Texas Parks and Wildlife, if I get it right, believes that anything that tests like less than 1% smallmouth bass is considered pure strain, mm-hmm. it, it, pure strain quad. So they can have a little tiny, you know, a smidgen of smallmouth in it and still be considered pure strain. Um, and there's there's areas you can go catch them, and it's getting better and better and better. And um, if you if you go to the website, there's we I did a fish spotlight on the Guadalupe bass that talks about that quite a bit. Um, you know, kind of what's going on with them and what Texas Parks and Wildlife is doing to try to save that Guadalupe bass. Uh think we're starting to run low on time but i have Probably. one more question yeah and i was gonna ask ian if he had any questions because we haven't let him talk all right so ian, i'll let ian go first then ian you got any questions uh, i would say what's your favorite part about running the group <laughs> do i have a fit do i have a favorite part um my favorite part about running the group i like I don't like controversy. Don't don't get me wrong on this one. I don't like all the drama, um, but I like the conversations that are started um, about, you know, how should we approach the issue of carp? How should we approach the issue of of smallies? How should we approach the issue of of Rio Grande uh, cichlid? Like like how should we approach the issue of all these different fish that have already way stepped out of their bounds in our in our rivers and and streams where they shouldn't be um and um celebrate them you know and the good catches of them at the same time as trying to protect what we what we should have here at the same time i think too because i've been on the page too and i've seen like pretty rude comments yeah snarky comments and i think if people are able i think we've had a pretty productive conversation during this podcast yeah. about talking about all these issues. Yeah. And I think if people went in with that mindset, like let's have a productive conversation. Absolutely. That's my you goal. You can see Cliff's point of view. You can see my point of view. We can see your point of view. Yeah. And then maybe we come out on the other end, like better understanding the situation. Um, and so I think like there's a lot of benefit to that, especially on your page. There are good conversations, but then I think it gets ruined and then it gets taken down uh, because someone makes a, very mean mm. or intentionally hurtful comment that isn't helpful to the conversation. And then it yeah. just spirals from there because everyone piles yeah. on. 
and and yeah. that's an issue. The spiraling conversations is what leads to posts being taken down, unfortunately. I was really hoping that his answer when Ian asked what's his favorite part of running the Facebook page was the power. <laughs> but <laughs> the it power. was not. <laughs> it, it's not. It, believe me, it's not. Pat, I don't uh, know if you remember this, but in December I posted, I think, my 10 weight online, and I messaged you, and I was like, is it okay if I sell this? And you were like, yeah, no problem. Did I say and no? then you messaged me and you are like, wait, wait, what kind of 10 weight is it? Does it come with a real? <laughs> oh, I wanted to buy it. I think I wanted to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. I just looked it up yeah, just to funny. confirm. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to buy it. I was all about it for a little bit there. And I was like, uh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> you kind of pressured him into getting you a free wolf t-shirt too. <laughs> oh, man. If it came with a wolf t-shirt. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, if it came with a wolf t-shirt, it would have to be the size of like my six-year-old. So like Owen, Owen would love the wolf t-shirt, and he could do a father-son combo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do a wolf t-shirt for a honey hole now. Yeah, I started trying to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, my, what was your question? My question was: you used the term "year of the Rio." Oh yeah, yeah. and I've seen Wait a minute, talk that's the whole that point yet. we wanted to talk to you about, <laughs> and like we're fifteen minutes past time, and we haven't even touch the topic it's fine you're good um so i i've seen the post year of the rio on a few other social media sites and uh posts and stuff like that yeah um but i'm not in on it what what is that what is that where does that come about so um i wanted to start with or is it a catchy hashtag right now well i'm I want it to be a catchy hashtag, absolutely. Um, but no, it's it's really the goal with it was to try to bring attention to, hey, look, we got some cool, unique species to go fly fish for here in Texas. Everybody wants to go to Colorado. Everybody wants to go wherever to go, Alaska, whatever, to go fly fish. We got some cool, cool, unique species here in Texas. And, um, you know, I could have gone with a guad. And I wanted to go with the quad. I got it tattooed on my leg. But um, as far as unique species goes, the Rio is is as unique to Texas as it can get. Um, it's the only cichlid um, native, native to, the, to yeah. the United States. And, you know, it's only native to the, the southern reaches of the Rio Grande River drainage. But um, it's been introduced to... The hill country, um, is it native in the hill country? No, we know it's not. So Has just, just like carp, we should just take them all out of <laughs> it, the river. The, exactly, <laughs> and that's a lot of people's points. And I, I think I talked to Odom about that too a little bit, um, where where so many people get so mad about carp that wh- why don't they get mad about the Rios also? You know, they're there. They're, do the Rios eat fish eggs just like carp do? Absolutely, you know. Um but but for some reason, in some people's minds, the Rios are a little bit cooler. And um, yeah, I'm not saying in my mind they're cooler or anything different or special. I think they are cool. You know, they are the only native cichlid here in the United States. And um, Texas is the only place you can catch them in their natural range. And in the... It's something I wanted to bring attention to. I thought I thought it was a, a way to bring attention to fly fishing here in the fresh waters of Texas. And so uh, 
I thought, you know, when I went with the year of, I thought the Rio was a was a, a great fish to to start with. Uh-huh. So how does it work? So because <laughs> I also year, think technically we're like supposed to sponsor one of the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are yeah, absolutely, and that's why I'm on. Um, and and. The, the year of the Rio is basically right now. There's a lot of things that are going to come about. But, um, is that a Rio? That is. I was there when you caught that. Yeah. So I have caught one. Awesome. awesome. That's my first cichlid. They're, they're cool so little fish, Blanco man. Blanco River cool Rio. Little, the Blanco is a great place to go catch them. San Marcos is a great place to get. There's a lot of a lot of rivers to go catch them. But anyway, the year of the Rio, yeah. So um, right now we're doing a uh, photography contest. Like if you submit your picture – of you catching a Rio during the, the time frame or whatever whatever period it we're can't in. can't be two years ago. Can't, can't be two <laughs> years. It's not supposed to be two years ago. Now, can I, like, like get in there and study your data to figure out when you submitted it? No, I, I really can't. Um, it's kind of honor system type of thing. Um, but we're doing the Year of the Rio photography contest, and, um, you know, every uh, two months is a different period. And each period gets a prize pack. Um, and each prize pack and a million is what? Is it between thirty and a million? It's between thirty and a million. Okay. It, I mean, we're 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 it's about three hundred dollars each period uh, of what you of the prizes total that you can win, which is which so is pretty good. To the million, <laughs> which is pretty good, which is pretty good. And but but the winning the uh, the the that period gets you. Submission to the uh, the final contest, which is at the end of the year. Um, we'll hold it the last two weeks of December. You don't have to catch a fish during the last two weeks of December. Rios are real, you know, they like warm water. So, like, the last two weeks of December is not the great great time to go catch them. But any fish you caught throughout the year, you could submit that picture during that last two, two weeks um, as your submission. And uh, it's a pretty good prize pack we have a lot of sponsors that jumped on board um that i was really surprised about uh, a lot of sponsors that jumped on board that are donating prizes to uh you know that that photography contest and it's it's not just who w- catches the biggest rio or Is who takes who, the best picture okay, it's like it's the best picture of the biggest rio like i uh, every every two months i'll put it up to the group you know the seven thousand people who are in the group to go vote and um, the winner of that vote, I don't choose the winner of that vote wins who wins the prize pack mm-hmm. for that month or that two-month period. Cool. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, so I know you're a big proponent of fishing um, uh, Texas Hill yeah. Country, obviously, because yeah. you run a Texas freshwater fly fishing yeah. page. But what yeah. is your uh, bucket list fish <laughs> that's not – all right, so so if I have, where would you go? I've had this question like two times, and each time I give a different answer. I want to go catch two fish, and 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 they're. I don't even know if I want to go catch two fish. I want to go to two places. I want to go catch bonefish. I haven't done. You that. should. I got to. They're I got to. Fantastic. They are. I got to. I got to go catch caught a bonefish. Bone That's not fair. He's caught like five fish, and one of them are a bonefish. I've caught more than five <laughs> fish. <laughs> I want to go catch bonefish, bonefish, but um. You know, most of the time I answer that question, my answer is I want to go to Mongolia. I want to do Mongolia trip too. Yeah. That's that, my That's my answer. That's my that'd be my you want to go I, I went to went, oh no, the Taman, right? Is that what they have in Mongolia? The Taman. The Taman, yeah. Yep. Yep. 
I don't know why. I'm like not a big trout fisherman, and they're like trout. Well, but, uh, for me, I don't the know what Mongolia trip isn't even about the fish. It's the it's adventure. A, it's the experience it's the of going experience. to Mongolia yeah. and the yurts and the floating down yeah, the river. Absolutely, and That's that whole deal is. is what's enticing. And then, yeah. oh, I can catch just like hundred yeah. pound. But isn't it a five grand trip? I don't care about the that that the fish yeah. like it's the but trip. there's pike yeah. and stuff there too and you can catch trout and like, i don't even know any of, yeah. like i don't even know any of that stuff yeah. i just but like no, for that's, me that's where i want to go for me it's the, it's the adventure of going of it. to mongolia yeah. but isn't that a five grand trip oh at least yeah i don't at have least. that i don't have that kind of cash yeah at least i want to say it's more like hey, seven speaking of that kind of cash no i'm just kidding <laughs> you're supposed to write us a check after this <laughs> yeah you signed that document remember <laughs> and you didn't read it <laughs> You're paying for my trip to Mongolia. Our trip, <laughs> that would be fun. Our trip. We, we should take a trip. We should take a trip. Yeah, man. we should. Like, like we should. Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I was while I was looking for. I'm that gonna s- I'm gonna fight for some discounts on that trip, and then when I find it, we're we're all going. Yeah, I'm down. Let me know. Just who's in this garage? <laughs> <laughs> just just the three of us. Just the three of us. <laughs> No response. Oh. Ian's uh, Ian logged off. <laughs> oh, Dude, God. I did not. <laughs> um, now that'd be fun. Now I was looking through my f- my phone through a bunch of pictures and stuff, looking for that cichlid picture. Yeah, and I realized it's been a while since I've actually gone and like fished, and now I kind of have an itch to go. It's well, fun, man. Fish again. I do too. You got to get out of your hunting. Well, there's nothing. You can't really hunt right now. So I know. So it's perfect time to go fish. I, I don't. I don't hunt enough, and I'm not. I didn't grow up hunting. My da- my dad didn't hunt. My dad fished a little bit. Um, my father-in-law hunts, and he got me into bow hunting. Uh, so I get to bow hunt a little bit. I've shot one deer bow hunting, and, and I loved it. It was fun. It was a little spike, you know. Um, but, but I've shot other deer with rifle and stuff like that. Yeah. It's... I, I can see the correlation. I absolutely love it, but I was looking through it, and I was trying to remember back... I probably went fishing maybe once, twice last year, and I haven't gone this year yet. Yeah. So I need to. You've been you've been dialed into hunting. You've been putting a lot I of hunting work in. Now I do remember your when we went to go catch a cichlid. You were frustrated because you're like, I just don't know where to go. Where should we go? I'm like, all right, Cliff, I'm gonna take you to like one of the easiest places to go on your by yourself. I'm gonna show you that you can just like go to the river and catch a fish. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know where, where, where that was place. that. That was the. Uh, oh, do, do we? I don't think we want to. Don't you don't have to spot, spot burn. You don't have to hot spot well, burn. Like uh, you, you can hear that in the yeah, mic. I no, I can't. We'll tell you after. All right, we'll tell cool. you after. But uh, yeah. So coming from Georgia to here, it was actually pretty difficult to find. It, it's easy and difficult at the same time. Like, it's a weird mix Mm -hmm. of where to actually go and where you can actually get into access and stuff to go. And that was my struggle for the first two years that I was here. And then Landon started showing me some places. And then I got more enthralled with the hunting side of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where my attention's been. So, um... Let's uh we're at two hours. Yeah. I think it's time to So Ian, before I close this off with some like yeah. you know, updates, uh what are your closing words of wisdom? If 
people try and get into your Facebook group and they're wearing wolf shirts and trying to sell gas station knives, just hit the deny button. <laughs> just just kick them right out of there. They're not going to do any good. It happens. It happens. They got to feed the wolf family and their Dude, they, no, hug. man. Like, you got to draw the line, this whole dude. No. No, but seriously, yeah. this whole conversation has me wondering if we could sell wolf shirts on our website. 100%. Should. you? I'd buy one. You would buy one off oh, our website if yeah. we sold a wolf no, shirt. I say it back. I'd buy two. I'd buy one for me, and then like I have an, I have three kids, but I'd buy one for my six year old because Ooh, he's that's all a guaranteed that, sale. That's two guaranteed sales. Two guaranteed sales. I would probably maybe get we one. need to look into a wolf shirt that wolf says shirt. like, or maybe we need to do like a honey hole angling version of a wolf. Landed. We need to do a honey hole angling that the moon is the honey hole logo and it's just a wolf tie dye and or it's no a wolf tie-dye. howling. Oh, it out has it. to be oh, tie dye. It has to be, be tie dye and it has to be howling at yes. the wad. <laughs> it could be howling, howling at, at the the, the honey pot. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Nice. Ooh. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's it. All right. So, uh, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple updates for everybody. Um, you guys know where to find Pat's uh, information Texas Freshwater Fly Fishing on Facebook or Texas Freshwater Fly Fishing.com. Mm-hmm. We, um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Steve Ramirez, who was a guest on our podcast and talked about his book, Episode Casting 27, Forward. I believe. You know the episode number? I looked it up because someone asked me. Uh, we are going to carry his books on our website, and he is going to sign them for us. And so we will be like one of two places where you could buy a signed Can book. I get mine signed? Yeah, I'll get your sign for you. Okay. Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, and Steve had a great time on the podcast and uh, was super excited that we were going to order some, try to order some books. So I'm working on that right now, but we'll get those signed, and those will be out soon. And, uh, man, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, we will... We might even start selling some cliff boxes online, but not C-L-I-F. It will be C-L-I-F-F boxes. So boxes that I make. (laughs) (laughs) Are we? Maybe. I'm I'm curious at your uh, your They're going to be a solid piece of wood. Those have got to be expensive (laughs) because lumber's through the roof right now. I'm going to charge a premium. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we will see you all next week. Bye!